It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. You think? This is, this, yeah, this is, this is, listen, I'm telling you, this is one of those ones where you're going to come back and reference and, and hear our guest, Willie the Kid, talk some inspirational, um, educational, insightful things. Because it was a it was a sermon meets pep talk meets lecture. Yeah, because I think when you when you hear this and it, and and you would have heard of capital gains at this point and have listened to it, you can really understand why that project is so cohesive and so brilliant. It's a really really good project, and you know I, I know I mentioned earlier about my album of the year with Shane and Apollo Brown, but I don't know I might have to change that before this year's out because after hearing this a few times. I really, really enjoy it. and 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 the references and and I just think everything about this album is is incredible. And I, you know, thank you for Matt for setting this up. Happy birthday, too. Um, this is I've I've I cannot stress enough how wonderful this conversation. Yeah, this was a conversation on interview. Yeah, so agreed. Salute to Willie. A- agreed, agreed. I need to live with the album a bit more personally, but um, you should. I think. It's a, it's a, it's yeah, a good the production as well. Um, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a nice, short, sharp listen. It's only, it's only thirty minutes, but the replay, the replay value is, is really, really high. No, definitely, definitely. But no, this is Willie the Kid, breaking atoms. Check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. This time we take it to the midway. We take it to, to Michigan. We've got uh, we 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 taken all the way to get some capital gains out here, some investment advice, some some uh, high fly luxurious rap. We're talking to Willie the Kid. How you doing, my man? Well, well. How are you guys? We 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 maintaining, man. We may, we we got a lot to talk about. I ain't gonna lie. We got. A... Well, thank you, brother. Well, you know, you you are someone who's uh, you've had a, a storied <clears throat> history in the game. Um, you're not a new kid, but you the the product you've just put out, Capital Gains, we were just talking about it off air, salute to you, a lot of replay value, very concise. Um, you do your damn thing with the wordplay, the beat selection, how smooth everything is. Like We'll get into all of that, but we just want to start off by saluting you. Thank you for taking the time, and we're really psyched to have you on the Breaking Outs podcast. Sure, man. Good to be here, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. All, all right. right so <laughs> let's talk about the, the hip-hop map. Oftentimes we talk about Brooklyn, Queens, California, all those places. But you're from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. One of, um, apart from yourself, one of your your famous uh, famous people from out that part is Floyd Mayweather. Tell me a bit about okay. what life was like in in Grand Rapids coming up. Um, it's, it's the same today, if you ask me. It's the same thing. Whereas it's a secondary town, uh, secondary market. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's primary to my heart, you know, of course is where I'm from, but like Detroit is like the big city in Michigan. And then Grand Rapids is the second biggest city, but we're on the other side of the state. So respectfully, we're in between Detroit and Chicago. So you can get in a car and drive two hours to Detroit, two and a half hours, you can be in Chicago. So it's a real blue collar industrial Midwestern town. Uh, it's predominantly white, not black, but the black community is vibing and, and, and thriving, but it's a real tight knit community. So you probably know just about everybody in the city, 
you know, from going to school, you know. So it's one of those smaller towns, but uh, it's a great place to, to grow up. It's a great place to get diversity as far as uh, culture is concerned. Um, music, I should, I, should be, I should be specific about that because I was a kid that grew up listening to everything from E-40 to Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying, to, to Outkast, to whoever, to Crucial Conflict. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, the region is, is open to all sorts of music. So my musical influences were a little bit diverse more so than the average person, you know, but yeah, it's a great place to okay. be. Okay. Uh, a few years ago when you first came on my radar, I did some uh, dot connections, found out that you have a very famous brother. Um, okay. Your brother, Lada Darkman, I have to say this, Heist of the Century is one of my yeah. all time favorite albums. I love it. It got me through my college years. Um, when did you find out that your brother was not only just a talented MC, but he was actually well known and you know making music and getting paid for it? Um, I was making music since forever. You know, what I mean, I, I was always trying to you know find my way into music, but I was a little kid, so it was nothing that I could take seriously. Uh, he went off to college to go to Tennessee State University, and he linked up with uh, with Prem from the Wu Tang down there. And then he reached out to me and told me like he's gonna be working on Wu Tang, and I was like, wow. You know, at the time, honestly, I didn't know he was even doing music seriously at the time. I didn't even know that. But he always watched me rap at talent shows and rap in the neighborhood and stuff like that. He knew that's what I was, what I always did. And he dabbled and messed around a little bit, but he wasn't probably as serious as I was until he really attached the business to it. And then that's when it became a reality. See, I was just a kid rapping, but he really was able to make connections and really make a real business out of it. So. Um, yeah, man, he just called me one time from Nashville. He was hanging out with Ray Kwan, like, man, it's going down. You wow. What's saying? your favorite What's your back. favorite song from the album? From the highest mm. of the century? Man, too many, man. I like, um, it's too many, man. That's a classic it is, album, bro. I'm, it is. Right. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Lucci. Lucci is a good one. Lucci is a good one. That, the, the one that's, Lucci, the record that's on the highest of the century that you heard, there's a version before that. He made a complete 180. That, that, that wasn't the first version of that song. He had a whole nother version of that song on the cassette tape. And then when it came out, I'm singing the words and the words was wrong. It was different. I was like, oh, you changed the words. Like I didn't even know, you know what I mean? So, but that's a, that's a banger. I like Lucci, I like Street Life. I like City Lights. Uh, I like Gun Rule, cause that's the name of my that's city. Right. Yeah, I like that one. I like the Love Record with Maya Campbell, that's crazy. And um, the Four Souls record, my cousin Shadi is on there rapping. Peace to okay. Shadi, man. Okay, your He's cousin. Like, okay, wow. interesting. Before I pass over to Summit, I made a mad connection today. So DJ Marks produced on Heist of the Century, and 20, 22 mm -hmm. years later, he's producing for you. I thought that, I thought that was crazy. Man. It literally just hit me today, and it's, it's a testament to Muggs' longevity and just the family tree of hip-hop. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that excites yeah. me. That's crazy, bro. That's definitely crazy. Yeah, I thought about that too, countless of times. So he reached out to me. I was like, oh, yeah, let's do something. I think, um, shout out to my boy Ito. They were doing Ito's album. And right. he reached out to me, saying, hey, man, Muggs want to get you on the album. I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, that's 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 the that's the black goat, the OG Muggs. Let's do it. So first time we worked was on Ito's album. And then when I was doing Capital Gains, um, he had sent me a batch of beats prior to that. And I told him, I said, I'm going to take one of these beats and put it on... Uh, my new project, and I sent it to him when I finished it. And he was like, "Man, I smoked that, man. <laughs> Good to be on this. That's the Breakfast Nook record." So I, I, you know, I paid it forward and gave it, you know, put E back on it. Like, like he looked out for me, you know. E put me on his joint. He working with Mugs, so I made sure I pulled him back in when I worked with Mugs 
on my project. Dope, you know? dope. Summit. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know how this happened, but I met your brother SRC in New York City. Mm. Jesus, 2010, 2009? In, in Steve's office? It might have been, yeah, it might, yeah, it would have been Steve's office. I was running around and I just walked into a room and and he was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He gave me a seed. Like, it was, yeah, he's yeah. a gentleman. So. You, you, you probably met me too, because every time he was there, I was there. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, you. I probably was sitting in, in, in the room, so we probably didn't know and who I we was. Just not, that's crazy. No, because I, I remember I remember Chris, like, yo, uh, we did the kid, and like we talked about your brother. And I was like, yo, I'm, I, he was a gentleman. He was having a meeting. They stopped the meeting. He's like, yo, I, I was from the UK. I ran a blog, and like, he hey, was just, yeah. yeah, he was mad cool, man, mad cool. But salute, salute to that. Now, Capital Gains. Now, one thing I know about you, your your albums kind of always have a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Capital Gains, it says it in the title about ownership, but explain the thought process of how you got to to do that with this project, your thought process um, about making this theme. The thing, the thing was, what's going on today globally with the pandemic and how it's impacting the economy, um, it sort of mirrors what happened in the 1980s with the stock market crash the recession that it caused and the rippling effect of, you know, unemployment and even crime and poverty and things that's been impacted. It's funny that it was triggered by a health crisis, but the way it affected the neighborhoods and affected businesses and affected big business on all scales, it's a good reflection. I don't, I don't want to say good, but it's a, you know, it's a direct parallel between what happened then and what's going on right now. So I was, that's why I look at the marketing for capital gains, a lot of the eighties wall street, stuff like that. Cause I'm, you know, I'm tipping my hat to, you know, history repeating itself, you know what I'm saying? So it's that concept. But at the same time, um, like, I'm, you know, thank God I'm doing really well right now in entrepreneurship myself. I got a lot of different things going on right now, especially in my, in my hometown of Grand Rapids. So um, the way I was feeling all year, man, I'm, 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 I'm high off the ride right now, you know what I'm saying? Doing great business, you know what I'm saying? We built a, our own DSP right now. It's a, our own streaming platform service, it's called Radiator. Uh, it's basically for independent artists where we're giving people who are from these mer- emerging secondary markets or emerging primary markets, but don't have the same access as a major artist would, the same budget, the same, you know, connections and outlets. We're connecting them onto a digital streaming platform where the music is streamed all day, all, all day based on what geolocation you are in. So if you get off the airplane and you're in Seattle, all the local artists in Seattle may play on the playlist. And we're, we're reporting all their publishing, getting everybody paid as well. And it's not just hip hop. It's hip hop, R&B, rock, pop, country, folk, jazz, all genres. So it's for emerging artists. Building that all this year, while at the same time opening a nightclub downtown in Grand Rapids. Right. Food, kitchen, dance floor, DJ booth, VIP sections, right downtown in the heart of my city. At the same time, we're launching our own, we're launching our own spirits company. It's called Mo2VJ. M-O-T-U-V-I-G-E-T, Motuvige Spirits. We came out with a uh, with, with a brew champagne, 200 nice. locations right now throughout the Jeez. Midwest and just signed a big deal with Meyer, who is the, who's the, pre, the premier grocer in the entire Midwest. 60 stores just in Michigan alone, 200 throughout the region, African-American business. So this is what I'm doing all year. Maybe the last 10, 14 months, this is what I'm doing right before I started recording Capital Gains. So when I sit down and do the album, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on a cloud when it comes to business. You know, I'm like, I'm blood, sweat, and tears pouring into the business and reaping the benefits as I sit down and start writing an album. So that's where 
the capital gains concept came from, you know, entrepreneurship, ownership, sovereignty, you know, freedom through economic empowerment, especially for our communities. You know what I'm saying? Parallel to this damn pandemic that's going on right now. So you get, you get the concept. That's amazing. Cause yeah, yeah you mentioned it on perceptions about being the, uh, owning a business uh, downtown, the kind of only black owned business at that too. So that's not, congrats yeah. to you, man. That's, that's amazing. That's, that, that's, that's something to be that's celebrated. Actually, um, so congratulations. It's quite inspirational, motivational. Cause I'm here I am with my self-employed self thinking I'm out here doing moves. I ain't got no, no champagne in no shop. Do you know what I mean? I need to get me a champagne. Yeah, you make a moves too, you know, but I'm just saying like the whole idea of capital gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was truly inspired by real things that I had going on and real things that's going on in the in the world right now. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. And so thinking about the investments you made, champagne, or, you know, and doing all of that and you think about the production, the production's very grand. It's mm. sophisticated. Appreciate you know, th- there's times where, you know, you don't need the drums. It's just you flowing effortlessly, like, and, like airy, like, floating on air with it right, right. and then, you know you've got evidence uh sport v12 alchemist mugs we talked about right. and again in terms of why you were going for that that sophistication was it again in parallel to the theme of the album the thing the moves you made you had to make this kind of grand thing in this it, it, kind of dichotomy of we're going through this global pandemic all these things are happening but this ownership and and sovereignty has to be high level is that the kind of thing you were going for um yeah but by default like if, right. if 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 you're familiar with my, with my catalog and the music I make, it's always that sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always that thoughtful. It's always that mindful. I'm probably the first, if if not one of the first for sure, artists on in the in the lane that I'm in, the space that I am, to start making these records with no percussion. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just straight up a loop with no drum. Like the only guys I've heard doing that before me were Camp Low back in the '90s. You know what I'm saying? So, I've, I've, I've been making music with no drums like that for about 15 years. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys do it now. You hear a lot of a lot of records and stuff now. People run with it and they do it. But I'm a father of that. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I broke the ice. I broke the mold with that. You know what I'm saying? I can give you references like Hickory Smoke and Seafoam and certain records. Even Aviation on the Fly 2 mixtape like this. Moments where I always jump in with no drum. I don't need it because I know the way I rhyme and the way my patterns go. I'm the I'm the last piece of instrumentation on the record. So my voice is like a, a drum. The octaves, the spaces I fill in, bam, 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 bam. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know what I mean? So it's almost scientific. It's, it's mechanical. You know what I'm saying? So you don't even need the drum. Sometimes people send me records and they're overproduced. Because the way I'm going to rap, I'm not going to rap like I'm here, chilling out, hanging out, feeling good. I don't rap like that. So... You don't need the extra music, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it might be too much going on, you know what I'm saying? But if it's just a loop or no beat, I'm gonna weave in between, you know what I'm saying, from behind and you know from the side and da, 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 all different angles, and you it's gonna sound full and complete, even without the drum. You may even you may not even notice that there's no drum there. Because yeah, 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 right, right. But but to answer the, the question directly, yeah, it was it was it was sonically in alignment with the theme and the concept, the seriousness and the sophistication of the concept. It deserved to be played out that way and produced that way. And I think me at the time, I'm in such an intense space right now, personally, that when I'm going through beats, those beats sort of spoke to me more than anything else. So I just went to wherever the inspiration was at. So it, it was all organic. It's, there's something about what you do in a lot of your projects, but this one in particular, just this cohesiveness, um, just everything just flows one into the other. 
and it, and that's as a listener i'm not an artist i'm not a rapper i don't know how to construct something right, but right. for as a listener it's just so seamless to for it, it to go through 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 that and, and it's like there's highs there's lows there's yeah. you know like dirty game we talked about the video but dirty games are a nice it's where it's sequenced in yeah. the in in the album it, it gives a different vibe and then you go it's like it, there's it, there's an art to how you did that so i i fully fully I appreciate that. you noticing that thank you for the, saying that because that was, that was something i did deliberately dirty right. game dirty game was the last song i did and dirty game was the song i did right before i turned the album in wow what happened was i had the album done i'm playing the whole album playing i'm playing i'm playing i'm like yo this album needs a break needs that's a- what it felt like Cause it's so intense, it's so dense, it's so sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a bougie ass album. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, and it's talking about a lot of things that you gotta be you gotta be mature to even appreciate. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta slow down for a second and appreciate this album. We need we need a break. We need a break. So Dirty Game was the break. You get these big drums. You get these these this the sample is loud, it's blaring, and you got this vocal in the back. And I'm talking about day-to-day things with women and relationships and, you know, and the, the rhyme, the, the vocabulary isn't as, you know what I'm saying, sophisticated, but the vocabulary, the wordplay and the, and the yep. placements is still in pocket, but I deliberately slowed it down a bit and just started using regular words, you know what I'm saying? State, great, eight, bait, instead of, you know, matriculation, sophistication, obliviation, you know, like I just, I made it real simple just for that. And I placed it right in the center of the album to balance it out like that. So I really appreciate you noticing. Nah. As, a, as, a, as, a, as a listener of rap of, of decades, that that was, it was, it allowed me to catch my breath a little bit and almost go, what did I just hear? Right. Prior. Like I need, yeah. I need a, I need a moment to think about egregious. I need a moment to think right. about, you know yeah. what I mean? I need a, right. like, cause there's so many things we talked about it before off air. Like there's so many things that the second listen, the third listen, I caught things oh, yeah. we'll go into. It's now like, you mentioned that. That's how it is, man. That's yeah. That's what it is. But you talked about um, Dirty Game being the last record you recorded. What was the first one you recorded for the project? I don't even remember. First record <laughs> I recorded, um, it was either Cork Feet with Action Bronson or Perceptions with Tech Togo. One of those two were the first, were the, were the first, the first band. I think Cork Feet, we did, we did a party. We did a gala at the uh, at the Art Museum downtown in Grand Rapids. Big party. I'm black tie, black women. Oh, it's incredible. Motu, champagnes, carousel, get on the water. Beautiful party pre-COVID, right? It's a beautiful party. When we did the, we did the event, my guy who was chopping up the re- the recap video, he wanted me to send him some of my music to play during the video. It's on my Instagram. You go to my Instagram. By the way, follow me, the Willie the Kid on Instagram. But if you go to my Instagram page, the recap video is there, and that beat is the Cork Feet beat because I had already had the song. You know what I'm saying? This is back in like February, so I didn't have Action Bronson on there. I just I just I had like two verses on there. I took one verse off and put Bronson on there, but. And I did that record not even for Capital Gang. I just was in the studio one night and recorded the record. I ended up rehashing it and putting Action Bronson on. So that might have been the first record, if not Perceptions. We did Perceptions earlier this year too. Dope, dope. Let's, uh, let's, Chris. Let's talk about Egregious and uh, Durban Poison. I, you know, in terms of Durban Poison, I just, I just want to salute you on your eloquent disrespect. Your level <laughs> of disrespect is so well spoken. It's like you could, you could be disrespectful, and someone would want to be angry with you. And you say it so well, they can't even be angry with you. It's when you said, um, I remember niggas shine shoes. Now you want to act like uh-huh. you Tom Cruise. I was cracking up in my house. Oh, yeah. 
And then, you know, Tommy Dodd trying to prove he ain't soft. That's when Goodfellas, Billy Bats, and the tablecloth, you got them in the tablecloth. Then, then let's keep going. Moral of the story, respect made men. See, everybody thought Tommy got killed. Everybody was sad. It was unjust. But he killed the made guy. He wasn't made. The guy he killed him at the Billy Bats was a made guy. If he says something to you you don't like, y'all got to talk about that. Have a sit down. And, and so you can't kill him, though. Yeah, no. So, but that, so, so the whole thing is what I'm saying. That's more perspective. It goes on in these days and times. People get on Instagram and say some things to people that they wouldn't normally yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, it it it, it, it can get. I was gonna say it can get it can get very um precarious for some people because you'll meet someone and um things happen. Right, but be mindful that person you're talking to. It's a made guy. You can't just, you know, you can't just fly off the seat because you're upset about something. You know what I'm saying? And then again, you know, pulling it all the way back. I remember nigga Sean shoes. That was the line that he that he said in Goodfellas. Yeah. Go get your shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tell it's all again. It's I'm probably one of the more cohesive rappers ever to do this thing, man. Honestly, humbly, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, it's all it's all cohesive. It's all woven together very well, you know. It's, it's a beautiful quilt every time I. You I see, you're even quote. just answering the questions and you're rhyming. It's a beautiful quilt every time I put it together. That's the heart of a lyricist. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah, 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 you can hear it. It's in, it's yeah. in you. It's it, innate. It's innate. You're like, it's like you're born mm-hmm. with it. It's it's in you, I've got a question for you. I just want to pick your brain on something. You said on track six that you name your songs when you turn in the project. Is that true? Most times, like, depend on the producer. Like, me and Vidon work, for uh-huh. instance. Vidon names all the beats like they records. So he sent me a beat through the email or through the text. It's already named. Some fancy, swanky name already. The beat is... So I'll be writing the records around where he named the beat sometimes. So I never formally name any of the records until it's time to get the track list together. Then the album, the, the song is called whatever the beat is called up until the point I'm turning the album in most of the time. That's, that's you know really impressive though, to be able to come up with such cohesive albums and just yeah. name them when you're handing in a project. Cause I'm an MC as well. I start the opposite way. So I, I named okay. the track. And then that kind of keeps my train of thought. But for you to be able to do that, that's impressive. Respect. I, I start with words. I start with words. The first thing I start with is the words. Like I get the beat and whatever the beat tells me to say, I just I just start with so like you, if you look at my rhymes for the most part, I always start with a like like a like a unique word or a unique phrase as soon as I start rapping. Because that's that's the first thing that came to mind. You know what I'm saying? When I heard the beat, and I and I, I don't fight it. I just I just fall right in, I just fall right into position. Like if that's if that's what the beat told me to say, I just say it and I go from there. You know what I'm saying? So it was like having a friend, right? And we all know him as let's just say his name is Ice, but you grew up with him, so you know him as Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Like you get around me and V Dunn, we'll be calling the song Tommy the whole time, but everybody else know it as Ice because that's what we named the song. But we may be still calling it by what the beat was called up until the time the album got turned in. You know what I'm saying? So. It's like that sometimes. No, I, I hear you. Summit, you wanted to talk about Egregious? I know you, I know you love yeah, that song. About, I got, listen, we got to talk about Durban. Durban Poison's a, a strain of weed, right? Am I correct? Yeah. All right, cool. Why Why? Why is Rock Marcy so disrespectful that he says, when if we lock horns, it will sound like popcorn? <laughs> like, that's just crazy <laughs> to me. Like, it's so, like, yo, both of you. Like, I never even thought of that. If, if we lock horns, it will sound like popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. Yo, that was, that's nuts to me. And then, wow. egregious. Now, this, 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 we got to talk about this. 
if you live by the cheers, you die by the. That's booth. the second time this week I've heard that. By the way, um, Ti yeah. mentioned it in an interview from last year, and I only listened to it this week. And he said that, mm. and it really hit me. And then when you said it again, I'm like, okay, this is a this is now, a thing. I, I, I caught I caught that the second time right. around of listening to Capital Gains. I didn't catch it the first time, Willie. I'm sorry about that. I I, 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 the beats hit me first, and then I go into that. It's my process. The beats hit me first. Yeah. I'm like a DJ in some instances. Like DJs hear the BPM, the speed, and then they hear the lyrics. I, I, I kind of do that. But that, that's crazy. Then, the, then the. The taken in blood, the taken blood reference from it, it was written. Uh, yeah. Kathleen Lee and Regis, my actions are. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh huh. Why, why are you like this, man? Why are you like this? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Just, we, we, first, first, student we, first. Are the coaches, student of the game, right. like, up to this stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? But the the live by the chairs and die by the booze that that yeah. hit me that that struck a chord with me because it's true especially like you talking about Instagram and people are just so crazy and reckless out yeah. there like we yeah. we sometimes are we we live in our own world sometimes and we want to be kings and queens of our own worlds but then sometimes you got to remember that when those booze come we die by them too as much as we mm. we live by the adulation and so that's like a life lesson there and that. To me, that's the biggest takeaway I'm taking from this album, right? Because yeah. that's to me that struck a, a massive chord with me. It's full. It's full of life lessons, capital gains, and it's also full of entendres and 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 real thoughtful references. You know what I'm saying? So like living by the cheers and down by the booze. I mean, on the surface, it sounds like I'm saying if you if you live for praise and you're dependent on praise, then you could be you know affected and annihilated and even and even killed. You know, spiritually, motivation wise by the lack of praise, that's the booze. But also you say cheers, like cheers holding the glass. And then booze, B-O-O-Z-E. Jesus. Symbolism. That's it. I didn't even I didn't even peep that the chairs and the boo I didn't what's wrong with me I didn't catch it it's plenty Jesus yeah yeah are we um is vinyl coming we getting a vinyl yeah okay I'm I'm down you just let me know I'm 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 here for that I'm here for that. Excellent, excellent. Yo, it'll be here soon. I'm waiting on the CDs right now too. It'll be vinyl and CDs. You know, Perfect, CDs. Chris. Yeah. Sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah sorry, my you, my internet freeze? froze. I'm so sorry. I'm oh, sorry. We okay. We're here. You we're good. Here. We um. All right. Yeah, it's you, man. So um. It. So Willie, I was I was reading an interview with uh Daily Rap Facts, and it was talking about mm. you know Grand Rapids, the Forbes list. Worst economy, struggling economy, that kind of thing. And you you made a reference to a point called cultural impact. Cultural impact is something that, you know, Summit and myself are very big on. What does cultural impact mean to you as a businessman and as a musician? Um, in what terms? In terms of like... In what concept? Okay, I think as a, as a businessman, I would assume, you know, you're trying to make, you're trying to have successful businesses and you're doing you're doing that but for someone like me and our podcast sometimes the success isn't always the the millions of downloads 
it might be about speaking to someone like yourself and having getting a unique story from you like you've never shared with someone for example um just in a general sense like what is what is cultural impact what is cultural impact to you and you know sh- you know if you decide to hang up the mic today what would you want people to say about your your cultural impact for sure um again where i come from is it's, it's it's an intense place to make the forbes list as one of the worst cities the year it came out the worst city for economic opportunity for black people, for that to be, you know, the, the badge that's carried by your city. I mean, it definitely inspired me and my team to really come out here and, and, and shift that narrative to really get busy. Like we can't be denied. One of the re- main reasons why when I rap, I rap about a lot of lifestyle shit and it's, it's real. Like I, I, I do travel a lot. I, you know, I may have a drink. I may be at an event. I may be at a lounge. I mean, all these things are real, like you know, shopping and hanging out and traveling. That's, that's what I'll be doing. So it's all factual shit. But at the same time, I first started writing like that to speak to my people. Like every time you listen to a rapper, it's about who you're going to kill, who girl you been slept with, how you this and how you that, da, 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 that. And I'm living life, going out here, traveling the world and seeing things. And people don't give a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? Like only our culture really cared about those type of things. And my whole intention when I first started writing this way was to open up the world to my people who listen to me. Like we know the club, we know the bar, we know what we do, we know how we grew up. But you know, there's a whole brave new world out here beyond what we know. You know what I'm saying? So we talk about culture. I'm always trying to put these things in front of my people. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, or other, I'm just saying people who listen to me, you know? I'm gonna give you another experience. It's gonna be a whole nother ride when you listen yeah. to me. It's gonna make you want to say, damn, what is he talking about? You may gotta Google mm. that. You know, I'm growing up listening to Wu-Tang when I was a kid. We had to go, we didn't have a Google back in, in, the, in the early That's 90s. Right. So I would have to go get a dictionary or get on, you know, America Online or get a world book <laughs> and look at what the hell he's talking about. And I learned a lot just from being a Wu-Tang listener. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always said, when I get in a position, I'm going to be the same way. And I was blessed enough to really have these unique experiences to talk about. So we talk about culture. My music is here to uplift and inspire and make people think. I did an interview not too long for uh, another publication. And the brother said, he said, you know, Will, why I like you is because when I listen to you talk all that shit, I don't feel like you're trying to shit on me. I don't feel like you're impeding on me. I feel inspired. I want to I want to know more. I want to do that, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that, that meant a lot to me because that, that's always been my intention. Yeah. Like, I can go on and on and, and, and try to style on people and brag in front of people. I could do that all day. You know what I mean? I, I probably did more by the time I was 16 than people probably did in the entire life, honestly. I can go on and on and on about these experiences, but if I'm able to word it and articulate it and produce it and put it out in a way where you listen to it and you don't feel accosted, instead you feel inspired, to me, that's a cultural impact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. To me, that's uplifting and that's that's inspiration. That's the best gift I can give via this music is the inspiration. No, definitely. You know um, so, the same way you're eloquent with your disrespect, you are definitely eloquent with the inspiration. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a good balance. I want to talk about sure? um legal marijuana and the cannabis business, because I know you're 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 in that as well. One thing that really irks me on a personal level, I feel like there are a lot of black men who are doing time for minor non-violent drug offenses and the way the industry is now it seems to me on the outside that it's it's a 
all, all the, the kind of the financial benefits are for one part of the community as well as, you know, some black men are finding it hard to get into. What are your thoughts on that? Because I wanted to speak to someone. It's been something that's bothering me, but I want to speak to someone who has the inside know-how. What are your thoughts on, you know, the disproportionate amount of black men in the system because of drugs? But now it's almost like now it's a big business. You can end up buying marijuana at Walmart in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You get like uh, Philip Morris and those guys, Benson Hedges and those guys, those old school tobacco companies are moving into the cannabis industry too. The same way the uh, the, the, the big wig uh, breweries are moving into the crab brew industry, buying up the small microbreweries. It's the same concept. Um, But this whole thing reminds me of prohibition. You know what I'm saying? Like people, like alcohol was legal in the States and then people started to make money on it to the point to where the government uh, couldn't tax it, so they made it illegal. And they used all these moral parameters and these moral you know, positions to say people shouldn't consume alcohol because it's morally wrong. But of course, the people are gonna get what they want. So all these bootleggers started to come along and start making their own spirits and making their own, you know, their own crab brews and things like that. And from that came a booming underworld where all these people were making money outside of the government. You know what I'm saying? And so the government just caved in and said, well, you know what? It's legal again, but we're going to tax the hell out of you. You know what I'm saying? So now you're paying for textbooks and public schools from alcohol sales. So now, you know what I'm saying? You're giving money, Social Security, you're giving money for, for war vets from alcohol money. They, were not, they, were, they refused, they refused to, to be left out if there's money being made. I think cannabis is the same thing. And I think all the lobby and all the people that's getting in line for it, all of the all of the people voting for this thing, all people who are working hard to make this thing a legitimate thing, they're becoming so loud that the government can't ignore it anymore. And I know one thing about the American government, it's all about the money. So if we see that people are making money from this, they want in. Same thing with prohibition. Now the tragic part is, you're right, there are a lot of black men and 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 all kinds of men for that matter, who are, you know, jail time, who've done jail time, facing jail time, you know through the penal system for doing the same thing the government's gonna turn around and do, you know what I'm saying? All I can advise is that um, if you're able to do it, get your capital together, capital gains, no pun intended, get your capital together and participate, you know what I'm saying? Participate, don't be left out, don't be upset, don't complain, don't cry, you know what I'm saying? Participate, but it is real fucked up for the people who are unable to participate in this, in this space and who are facing consequences for the same shit the government is doing. It's absurd. I think that's exactly another reason why they got they got to make some adjustments. So with the legalization of cannabis needs to come some sort of um, some sort of reform and an justice reform. I think you can't I, like morally, you can't have one without the other. If you ask me, like I, I don't think they can just turn around and make cannabis legal on a federal level without going back and seeing how that impacted people's lives, people's families who face jail time and facing fines and penalties and change the trajectory of their lives. Imagine a young man getting caught with some weed and getting a case and now he can't go get a solid job after that, after that whole ordeal. He changed the whole trajectory of his fucking life. You know what I'm saying? There has to be some sort of repair for that too. How, what that needs to look like is a further conversation, but I think with this legalization should come some accountability from the government to make that shit right. Well said, man. You eloquent, man. Damn. Appreciate Damn. That. No, and, and, and on that, if if you do go to jail, is it that you can't vote as well? Like you you like they they take your voting rights as well? Is that it depends on if the case you if the case you were found guilty of is a felony. So if it's a right. federal offense and it's in a more extreme offense, 
then yeah, they it impacts your right to vote. I think that's just a way to get around that. I'm not too familiar with that, but yeah, it does it does affect your it affects your voice now. So now you can't even volley on how the fuck you're gonna live in your community because you got caught, you know, with an illegal substance, quote unquote, that's now legal. You know what I'm saying? So once again, the law is the law. You gotta obey the law. I get it, but a lot of people don't have the luxury to make a living without resorting to those things, you know? And in that case, if that's the issue, now you want to revert the whole law, you got to revert all of the consequences that were in place before you reverted the law. Full accountability is what, is what, is what, I, is what I'm thinking about when it comes to the, you know, the dynamic of that. No, that's no, well said, well, well said. Um, mixtape run, what did you learn the most about yourself during that mixtape run? Mixtape run? Yeah, what did you learn about yourself? What was the thing that you took out? Not an artist, to put on a personal thing. Yeah, uh, never shudder, man. Stay solid. Be who you are. Make your music, man. I don't give a fuck. Man, let me tell you something. It's a big world. It's a lot of listeners out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember when Kanye and 50 Cent had that standoff? And 50 was the hottest, hottest artist. And Kanye was the young boy coming up. And da-da-da-da-da. And I got on the pink pullover hoodie. You know, he got on this uh, jeans, blah, 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 blah. college, man, I'm on the block, I'm a killer, blah, 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 blah. and you found out that it was a lot of people who identified with pink polos and going to college and breaking up with their girlfriend and going to Taco Bell with their friends. Ah, not everybody is selling dope and killer people. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, you realize that there are some people who can identify with that. So to bring your question, to, to answer your question, don't be afraid to talk to your market. Don't be afraid to make the music that's true to you. What comes from the heart will be received by the heart. Make the music that you really enjoy to make. Be yourself. Make some, make some shit that's, and I promise you, there's somebody, somebody's, plural, that's going to identify with it. It may not be 20 million like this other guy, but you get you a solid 3,200,000, $3, and they stick with you because they love what you do and they identify with who you are and the messages that you send, they're gonna show up for you every show, every album release, every mixtape, every merch drop, they're gonna be there with you. And you never had to change who you were. You never were uncomfortable, you never were ingenuine, you never had to shift anything. And you're more, you're, now you're blooming and you're, you're developing and you get more and more to yourself. And it's a two-way therapy situation because you venting through the music and they're responding to the music and ah, it's a beautiful thing, this is art. This is art, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you're able to get into that space, that's where you need to be and, and, and never shudder, man. Like never, like never yield, man, just do that shit. It may take a little bit longer. It may not be the numbers that the other guy is getting. It may not, it may not, it may not, but what the fuck it will be, it will be genuine. And you'll feel so mm. much more fulfilled and the reward will be so much greater. Just take your time and follow your route. You know what I'm saying? That's the primary thing I learned with the mixtapes, for sure. No, dope. Last question. If you could create, <laughs> here we go, your own Midwest kind of like Juice Crew or Rockefeller or Wu-Tang. Yeah. Your own Midwest one, who would be on the roster? Out the Midwest. We got to yeah. specify because Juice Crew was four, at least the four main. We'll be saying, we're saying Juice Crew, we're doing Wu-Tang. I'm I'm going so that like Willie doesn't have to feel like he's got to add to like nine ten like like Rockefeller had like low like Rockefeller, Rockefeller was army in it you know what I mean so <laughs> so right so it's kind of how you want to do you could do four or five it's just more of the it's more of a there's a few artists I I am aware of from that region um, sure. but it would just be interesting to see you've worked with a lot of these people too and you've always shown how, love how many, to people how many from, names you want me to let's do, let's do four let's do four let's do four four out the Midwest um. Yeah. 
Yeah, we gotta say Kanye because you're talking about Kanye. We gotta right, right, right. Produce on a production. You're gonna you're gonna need a producer in the crew. You're gonna need right. that somebody that can make these songs. Um, we gotta throw Freddie Gibbs in there. Secondary market, getting fantasy. That see, that's why. That's, that's what I'm all about. You know what I'm saying? It's not Chicago. It's not Detroit. It's Gary, Indiana. It's like Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's these same small industrial towns. So got to throw Gibbs in there. Um, who else? Got to throw Big Sean in there. Mm-hmm. Out to D. You know, we can't 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 do this thing without Detroit. Um, myself, of, of course. course. Well, that would be four, so that would make four, yeah, right? You have to do that before. You can add an honorary. You could do an honorary. You know, like uh, yeah, I'm gonna take myself out the equation. We gotta get uh, we gotta get uh, ah, this is tight. Dead, like dead or alive. We could we could throw. Them. Yeah, we, we yeah, can yeah, have we can yeah, have ghosts too. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we gotta put Jay Dilla in there. Man. You know what I'm saying? We gotta put Jay Dilla. So if it's Jay Dilla, Jay Dilla, Gibbs, Kanye, and Big Sean, that's a headache. That is a headache. Jesus. That's fine. Yes, yeah, that's a headache. That's pretty good. I like that. I like uh, before that. we wrap right. up, though, I want to share a story with you, Will. We Our paths crossed yeah. many years ago. We didn't even meet. Uh, it's a weird story. A friend of mine yeah. from Detroit, he hit me up. He's like, listen, um, Journalist 103 is working yeah. on an album. Um, I've told him that you rhyme. Send him something. He sent me the beat and I rhymed to it and I sent it back didn't hear from him and then the album came out um and there was a song on there called starving artist music with you and mm. nolan the ninja i originally sent a verse in for that song but i was oh. i was okay <laughs> when i saw your name on it i was fine because i'm a big fan of nolan and i'm a big fan of you and i was like okay it's cool i gotta step my game up i just wanted to share that with you i just thought that would be a cool story to tell you yeah i appreciate that brother i appreciate that i don't even know how that even how that, I don't even remember how that record came out. I've done so much music, man. Did so many verses and features and favors and shit, man. I don't even remember. I, I remember doing something for journalists, but I don't remember that record, man. But that's crazy, yeah. bro. That's um, crazy. Yeah, when I saw... When I saw your, what's your rap name? Go ahead. What's your rap Kinetic, name? With a K. I'll, we'll send you some stuff afterwards. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Please do. Please. Summit, have you got yeah. anything else to add? Nah, I just, I just want to thank you for your time. Um, this has been... Listen... This has been a very good conversation. And I think um, we had one with Papoose not so long ago, quite similar. It was a conversation and we learned a lot. Um, And, you know, like I said at the beginning and off air, we salute you for Capital Gains. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like a reunion. I swear that that project feels like a reunion. The people you got on there, it just feels like a celebration. It feels like like a reunion of some sort. And and for me, I've really really enjoyed that project. I've really enjoyed this conversation. We, you know, you're welcome anytime. You need you need to tap into this market out here. You come talk to us. We'll help you. Um, we're looking forward to. I want that vinyl. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be on get on down. Yeah, coming soon. Got you. Bro. I got that. But no, thank you for your time and for your words and for your inspirational yeah. words. You said too. a few things I needed to hear today. I really appreciate you for that, especially about you know never folding and staying true to yourself. It's very timely message. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, stay solid, brother. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. No doubt. God bless, brother. Peace, y'all. All right, that was a that was a doozy. That was a doozy. Um, I haven't heard that word in years. Doozy, mate. It was a, it's a damn doozy, mate. I don't know if that's a Cockney, but that was a doozy. How, how, now, how are you feeling? You're feeling um inspired and and motivated. Yeah, you, you're gonna go. You're gonna go get it, like they say. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been getting it, but this this is just uh, this is extra. Like I I've so 
I like speaking to people who are like that driven because you get a perspective from them that, you know, you just, you just, it's, that's a TED talk. What he did there mm. was a TED talk, mm. right? That was, that, that was him showing how focused and ambitious and learning things from the past to know, okay, this is good. This is good. So I, I fully respect him yeah. for that. Um, and we had a really good conversation and um, we touched upon some things that, I think will be will be key for our audience to 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 digest and listen to, um, and yeah, they will love. Capital yeah, Games. and I think he he's um he struck a really nice balance in terms of being aspirational and inspirational without being condescending. That's not as that's not easy. That's not easy to do. No, it's not. But but that's experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's not. He's like we said earlier. He's not a new kid around the block. He's someone who's been here, done that, uh, and is putting out great product and has got some incredible investments. Smart. Like, this is smart. This is this is the you know this is black music. This is someone who's come from hip hop, and is making smart investments, and that needs to be celebrated. absolutely, absolutely. So, so salute, to, salute to Will. We appreciate you. Welcome any any time. Um, but yeah, man, I, go listen to Capital Gains. I want that vinyl. That's what I want now. I want that vinyl. I want that vinyl quick. So that'll be coming on. Get on down. Uh, but as always, you can follow us on social at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, on every podcast platform, search Break the Atoms. Uh, review, subscribe, mm-hmm. share, tell a friend to tell All a friend. Can I can I do a shout out real quick? I want to shout out Reflex the Architect. Um, we sh- we shouted him out on a previous show many moons ago, but he hit us up again, and he was just very open with his praise and was like, "Listen, I love the show. You guys are on a great run." But what really means a lot to me he said that he's learning a lot about the culture from us and you know i'm going to put him on front street right now he said he's only heard two oc songs so um we're gonna we're gonna put together a nice pod a nice playlist for reflex but that means a lot to say that he's learning from the show which is one of our goals and our aim so yeah big up to reflex the architect every time yeah listen man it it, 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 it don't matter if you listen to one song four songs seven songs or no songs this is the platform for for us to kind of bring you the inside scoop or underneath the hood or breaking things down to the very last compound of an artist so that that that's dope shout shout out to, to reflex so yeah man listen we'll be back with another episode until then peace peace